Blog Talk Radio. everyone to another show this is the rf sports radio show you got to got us live on tuesday night february the 15th the day after valentine's day happy valentine's to everyone out there that celebrated yesterday we got a big uh a full hour a packed hour worth of sports news for you guys tonight talk about everything that happened over the weekend talk about some stories that are going to be breaking this week and of course we get into the big topics around the sports world number one we'll talk about the labor talk from the NFL to the NBA, we're going to the state of basketball and college basketball as well, too. We'll talk about Roddy B coming back to the Mavericks, supposed to make his debut tomorrow night, which the game will be at, so we'll talk about that a little bit. And we'll talk about uh, Mike Vick and Peyton Manning getting paid today. They got tagged, so they got paid, so we'll talk about that as well. Let me bring on my co-host real quick. Let me bring on Royce. Royce, how you doing tonight, man? Happy Tuesday night, Roddy. What's going on? Oh man, loving it, man, loving it. You had a good weekend. Did you have a good weekend yourself? Man, I tell you what, it's just like spring. They should have had the Super Bowl this weekend, man. It's just like springtime oh, in Texas. It doesn't seem like a couple of weeks ago we had you know all the ice and the ice bowl, man. So they should have put the, put the Super Bowl back a week, man. It's been perfect weather. Oh yeah, I think how different it would have been if they had it. This week, right here, this this week was beautiful. We had seventy degrees on set on Sunday. Saturday was about oh, yeah. sixty degrees. It was it was a wonderful weekend. So what if they would have pushed yeah, it back, yes. I would have had a different feeling about Super Bowl then. Yeah, spring is definitely in there. Baseball season coming up. So. Baseball season coming. We'll talk about that as well too. Now, if you guys are listening to us live, like we do every Tuesday and Thursday night, make sure you call in, voice your opinions. Call 323-927-2906. If you want to jump in our chat room, my chat room is now open. Go to blogtalkradio.com slash rfsports. Jump into the chat room. You can chat with other listeners of the show. Chat with me as well. I'm in there all the time looking for questions and comments, so uh, tune into that. And if you want to get us on Twitter, go to twitter.com slash rfsportsradio and jump in there as well, too. Uh, let me go ahead and bring on our other host real quick. He's calling in earlier today, and that's Rick. Rick, how you doing, man? I'm doing good, RF. How's it going? Royce, how you doing, man? Bring the now. I can feel it. I heard it. that. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that. Well, let's, jump, let's jump right into show for tonight, huh? Yeah, big show tonight. we got so much stuff to talk about. I'm glad you jumped on earlier because... I need your opinion on a lot of stuff here, man. Some stuff that's really puzzling me to a T that I can't figure out. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Let's jump into a couple of top stories real fast. A big story I mentioned uh, during the opening is that Peyton Manning and Michael Vick got paid today. Wow. Both of the guys were tagged as uh, franchise players. Manning's going to get a guaranteed, I believe, $23 million next year. Uh, Mike Vick is going to be uh, getting about the same $23 million next year on the, under the franchise tag, the way the rules work. They had to make a certain amount of salary based on the highest-paid player in their position. So both of these guys got paid, and they kind of buy both teams a little time to kind of get a long-term 
deal done. Now, we all know Peyton's going to be the quarterback of the coach for years to come, but what does it say about Mike Vick, Rick? I mean, he's getting the franchise tag. I mean, it's pretty much saying that Cobb, uh, Kevin Cobb is out of here. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm I'm right sure that the Eagles are getting ready to start looking at ways to uh, move him, see if they can get him a nice little second or third round pick, you know, because uh, Kevin Cobb's got potential. But the Eagles made a statement. They know they want to keep Michael Vick for a little while, and I doubt if they even pay that money really to Michael Vick or even Peyton Manning because I think, you know, that was just a strategy to keep them there. They're going to start off paying them that and go ahead and get them signed to a long-term deal. Right. Um, you know, that's pretty much their plans, I'm sure of it. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Royce, what do you think about both of these guys getting franchised, getting themselves set up for a long-term deal? Uh, well, I wouldn't put a franchise tag on these two players. I mean, would you want Michael Vick to go anywhere else? And, of course, now we know Peyton Manning would be tired coach. So, man, I say, man, wow, that's fantastic. I mean, that's a lot of money. I think uh, Peyton Manning would get about 23, Michael Vick would get about 18. Boy, if you get out of debt on that, what do you think, buddy? <laughs> yeah, I think he gets some of it. He'll definitely get out of debt on that. We talked about that, the business of Michael Vick. A lot of his salaries already been committed to pay off that debt, but that'll put a huge uh, dent in his bill. Uh, he'll pay it down a lot by getting that kind of money, especially for one particular year plan. And let's just hope we have an NFL next season. We'll talk about the update on that as well. Other players did get franchise tagged today. Uh, Haloti Nada for the Ravens got franchise tagged. And uh, the Steelers expected to, ta- to tag Lamar Woodley, outside linebacker as well, too. Now, another story, uh, while we're talking about NFL, Dick LeBeau has decided to come back and coach the defense uh, for the Steelers, so he'll definitely be on the sidelines uh, uh, next season, if there is a season. So let's talk about that real quick, because it seems like the bantering back and forth continues, nothing's getting resolved. Uh, Roger Goodell took matters in his own hands today, wrote an uh, editorial, that's in some papers in the USA Today, it's in a couple of other papers, national newspapers, where he talked about the labor agreement. And basically, you know, pleading his case to the fans, really, was just saying, you know, I'm trying everything I can. I'm trying to get everything done. It's just that these guys don't want to come to the table. They want to get a deal done. I mean, what's going on here, Royce? I mean, Goodell comes out, writes his editorial, trying to plead to the fans. But as a fan, you just want to see football, right? Right, right, right. It's ridiculous, man. I mean, for them to carry on. Why can't grown people sit down and have a conversation? And, you know what I mean? It's so stupid to me. You know, me being a fan, I could care less. I just want to see football next year. Let's get it done. I'm excited about the, the upcoming season. I mean, you know, why why go through all that? I, it's just stupid to me. Yeah, it's becoming that way too, Rick. I mean, some of the things that Goodell said in his uh, what he wrote today, he said this is the hard work to try to secure the next NFL season. Must now accelerate to in earnest. He also said that he feels like the cost of financing. Building, maintaining, and operating stadium is a huge offset than what the money they're bringing in. And he says that we need new stadiums in Los Angeles, Minneapolis, San Francisco, Oakland, San Diego. Definitely on the owner's side, which he's supposed to be. But as a fan, do you care who really wins this deal or do you just want to see football? I just want to see uh, uh, football. You know, that's, you know, as a fan, you know, but still having – you know, a good amount of interest in the game. You know, I want to see a good deal for both sides. You know, I don't, you know, it's not, 
it is personal for me. I mean, it's a nice pastime. You know, it's it's what we enjoy doing. But those guys, guys, they have lives to live, uh, lives to live too. You know, and that goes for both the owners and the 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 players. You know, hopefully something good will come out of it. We know it won't, but somebody's gonna have to give. Somebody's gonna get something. You know, so hopefully they'll get something out of it. Yeah, and even the the players unit took a big hit today when they came out that. You know, they've been talking about this rookie pay scale so that way rookies don't make all the money in the NFL. As it is right now, you sign a rookie, give him the whole bank, and a veteran guy gets uh, nothing. I mean, he stays on a veteran salary, doesn't get the big deal like some of the other free agents should get in other sports. And it came out today that they said, you know, they will go with a rookie, a rookie uh, pay scale, but they did not say how much money they're going to divert to the to the veteran players. They said some of it go to veterans, but what does that mean? I mean, as a player, I'm thinking like, okay, if you go get a rookie pay scale, that means I'm gonna get paid a little bit more. But that might not even be the case. And there's a there's a whole theory that's cooking up right now, saying that well, maybe Goodell, maybe the owners are thinking, you know what, it's time to break up this whole players association thing. It's time to get them to disband. Because if you think about it, when they had a lockout, you know, the last lockout. They had players that crossed the lines that, that wanted to just wanted oh, yeah. to play and earn the check. They had scabs. Of course, they can't have scabs anymore. Uh, they they ruled that out. But this is maybe an attempt by the owners, by Roger Goodell, to kind of disband this whole players and, and and put some type of divide between the players and the guys running their union. I mean, do you think there's any truth to that kind of scenario, Ross? We know right now. I, I'm I'm a, I'm gonna stay neutral on this. Since I think I can see. Uh, both sides of it, give or take. But, you know, there is such thing in any job as seniority. And, you know, veteran players, you know, should get paid on seniority. That's what I look at. It should be some kind of seniority rule. And, Rick, do you think there's any truth in them trying to finally break this thing up? I mean, I know there's going to be a union uh, in some kind of capacity, but maybe they're trying to break up the way they're the much power that they have right now. I mean, it could be. You know how it goes. I mean, they they throw tactics out there. You know, it's just like going to a court case. You know, they'll throw it out there. But you know, I have to I have to admit. You know, in my opinion, I've always thought that you know, as far as the salary cap is concerned, that football always had it right. You got a salary cap. That's all you going. That's it. Period. Done deal. End of story. But as far as the structure. I thought the NBA is the one that always had it right, where you don't just come out and pay, you know, the rookies that big-time, you know, uh, salary like that. You do have to get in and earn your keep, you know, and then those veteran players actually get the deals. You know, you got your mid-level exceptions. And, you know, I've always thought that, you know, their structure was the right way. So I'm really kind of in favor of, you know, the, the rookie pay scale. You know, I'm 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 really kind of in favor of that. Yeah, I am too, honestly. I'm in favor of that as well. I don't think that any player coming out of college should make three times as much as a guy like Ray Lewis or a guy like uh, um, you know, an established guy in the league. These guys haven't taken right. one snap. You look at a guy like um, uh, Sam Bradford, $50 million. You know, he had before he even threw a pass in the NFL. I mean, guys making that kind of money is, is, is crazy to me. I mean, they haven't played it down. We don't know how good they're going to be, and and this really handicaps these teams that need as much help as possible. Teams that need veteran leaders. You take a team like Jamarcus Carolina, speaking first, Jamarcus Russell, 
perfect example. Right. I mean, Big think brother. about the kind of hit they did to the Oakland Raiders. They can't get, go out and get veteran leadership. They can't get veteran players. They stuck with Jamarcus Russell, his big contract. And even the the year after that, they signed uh, McFadden, another big contract guy. Right. Right. You know, nah, like I, said, I, I never did like this, giving these guys, like I said, they're unproven. Most of them are, like I said, out of college. They get the big money, you know, and that's money thrown away if it got turned out to be a bust. But, you know, like I say, seniority and being a veteran, you know, like agree with Rick, baseball had, I mean, a basketball had the right, and it should be some kind of reward for being in the league 10 or 12 years. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah. Now, all of I that agree. being said, though, it you know it depends on what they're they're talking about doing with the money. You know, I agree right. with the structure, but they're going to take some of that money away, you know, from the rookies, and some of that need to go on the back end for some of these veteran players. Not all. Yeah. Some of the money should go back right. to the company. Don't get me wrong. Some should go back right. to the team, but. You know, some of that money should go back to the veterans too. You know, so you got to yeah, give and yeah. you, you know, give a little bit to get a little bit. Yeah, yeah, get good. it. Buy, buy a airplane with it. Take the money, buy an airplane. <laughs> you know, yeah, I mean, some, yeah, some of these guys need need help after the NFL. The, the average right, right. Uh, career for NFL and, players and family, four years. Family help plan. You know what I mean? <laughs> players yeah, and their the family. They, a lot they can do with that money. Right. And the average uh, term for players I mentioned is four years. So you got to think about these guys have got to live after they get hurt, after they have surgeries. They got to do something after that. And healthcare is a big issue, so it's going to be a big topic. But we'll stay close to this, guys. We've been been on top of this story ever since it broke. And hopefully, you know, we all love the NFL, so hopefully we'll have some NFL coming up next season. So we'll stay close to that. Another story that's brewing out there in the sports world. This is on the baseball front. And we've been talking about this, too, with the Albert Pujols deal. The deadline is tomorrow at noon. They've got to have some kind of contract in place to keep Albert Pujols long-term after this season. He wants 10 years, $30 million a year, the highest contract in Major League Baseball. And uh, Tony La Russa, the manager for the Cardinals, came out today oh, yeah. and felt like that the MLB Players Association is pressuring Pujols to get this deal done. Now, he could accept a seven-year deal right now, even a six-year deal with the team he's with. They're prepared to offer them that. They don't want to go 10 years because it would be 41 making $30 million on the team. They don't want to do that. So he's saying that he feels like he's being pressured to make this deal done because, as you know, in baseball, there's that one player that sets the market for everyone, just like A-Rod set the market for Pujols to get $30 million. Not saying he can't get it. But a 10-year deal is a long time. So he came out of his comments today, and this is some of the things he said. He said, this is not just on twisting. It's dropping an anvil on your back through the roof of your house. He said they really pressure him to the point where it's it's crazy. You know, he's saying that he believes that the MLB Players Association is attempting to beat up Pujols and saying, look, you got to sign this deal. Don't take no other deal but a 10-year, $30 million right. deal because you got to set the market for all the other players. Now, truth be told, that's the way baseball works. One player sets the market for everyone. But what about this, Rick? You think that really the association is really telling him, don't take no other deal, take this deal so we can get these other players more money? Man, I think that is so very possible. I mean, and and it's smart. It makes good business sense, you know. Just think right. about if he gets that deal. 
the magnitude of that. It's not about the money right now. Just think about what these guys are going to be getting paid in the next four years. You know, True. the union, it's a good power move, Bob, and they got the right guy to do it. You know, now think yeah. about it. If if St. Louis don't give him the money, you know, he's going to probably end up getting it from somebody else instead of getting right. a 10-year oh, deal or something like that. He's going to get an eight-year yeah. deal, you know, but they still get $30 million a year. You right. know, I mean, right. it's the, the boys getting ready to set the stage, you know, and I think it's a it's a good move for for uh, the union. And you're now, right. Even, even, big uh, money. even La Russa went on. Even La Russa went on to say, "I'm not saying that if I was a union representative, I would do it any differently. I'm just saying I think it diminishes the other factors that a player looks at. I think each negotiation should be based on what the best decision is, taking everything into account and not taking one thing." Into account, which of course is setting the market. Now he's right. I mean, you you said what you said, Rick. Yeah, he's right. Smart move by the Players Association. It's this the way the game works. But Royce, I mean, maybe Larusa's thinking something that you know just ain't gonna happen. Maybe in today's sports, no one thinks about now, the it, factors it, like that. It, it, it's gonna happen to be just like say like LeBron James leaving Cleveland. I don't think no other franchise want to see. Anything like that again happened to that team or the, or the city. But it, it's going to happen. He'll get the money. And, you know, the, the, the Players Association represents the players. The commissioner represents the the owners. So it's going to always be like that. And like I said, I don't fault no man for getting more money. But uh, A-Rod, $25 million, his, num- uh, his numbers is better than A-Rod's. I think he deserves it. A-Rod deserves $25 yeah. million, Why not get thirty? And he's Ain't actually a year true. and a half younger than A. Rod when he signed his ten-year, right. two hundred seventy-five million dollar deal. Uh, he was a right. year younger than him, so A. Rod's gonna get his paid into his forties. Yeah, his numbers are a lot better, and he's gonna get paid into his forties, uh, making twenty-seven point five million dollars a year. So why not Pujols making thirty? And right. and not only that, I mean, it goes back to what we was talking about earlier. It's about the structure, the baseball. They're the worst ones that's, you know, the way oh, they're structured. That's, that's absurd. Now, if 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 I'm a player, if you can go out there and get the money, by all means, go get it. I'm proud of you. Go go get as much as you can, even though I may not like the structure, you know. But baseball right. need to get that right because they're about to hit them in the head if they don't fix that. <laughs> but, you know, baseball play, what, 85 games, and, and they just asking football players to play two more games. I mean, come on, man. Baseball, baseball. They play 160. They play 160. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, I'm thinking about home games, but you're right. And absolutely, they're trying to get these guys to play two more games. And you, of course, not two more games, it's two more paychecks. Am I right? Yeah, it is. That's true. That's true. I feel it, players, though, man. Football is such a, it is such a violent sport. You mean, you'd be chilling playing baseball. You got people playing baseball, they're 40, 41 years old. You know, and right. football is so violent. There's some people that when they leave the field, you know, their lives are different. Their yeah, lives are different yeah, out true. there, you know. I mean, it's that's dangerous. True. Yeah, that's true. Let's take a quick break, yeah, guys, get back reset. <laughs> Let's uh, take a quick break, guys, and get reset real fast. When we come back, I want to get into more about this ba- basketball discussion because I want to talk about the state of basketball as a whole as you guys know they're coming up to a labor agreement here at the end of the year it's uh, possible to talk about that their their situation is worse than the nfl is right now 
So we'll talk about that as well, too. And David Stern did an interview today, came out with some comments. I want to get you guys' reaction to it. I think I'll be surprised by some of the stuff he says. You listen to the RF Sports Radio Show, where it's sports talk from a fan's perspective. Stay where you're at, and we'll be right back. Hi, this is Pastor Monica Wallace. I want to personally invite you to Kingdom Encounter every Sunday at 5 p.m. Central Standard Time on Blog Talk Radio. That's blogtalkradio.com slash kingdom encounter each and every Sunday at 5 p.m. Hear what the kingdom has to offer you and have your own encounter. That's blogtalkradio.com slash kingdom encounter. Sundays at 5 p.m. Central Standard Time with me, Pastor Monica Wallace, and may God bless you. Tax time is coming, and you know you want your rapid refund as quick as possible. Call On Time Tax Services at 214-431-7853. That's 214-431-7853. Mention RF Sports Radio and get half off on your preparation fees. Call On Time Tax Services, 214-431-7853 to get your rapid refund on time. Calling all models, models. calling all actors, actors. all music artists, music calling artists. all comedians, comedians and producers. I got producers. a question for you. Have you been having trouble finding gigs, and not just gigs, but paying gigs? Well, if that's you, look no further. Okay. We've got the perfect solution for your problem. Go to webookgigs.info right now. Okay. Sign up and create your profile. And let me tell you what you're going to get. You're going to get updates about shows and paid gigs sent directly to your personal I Twitter, like that. Facebook, email, and your phone. Now, the best thing about WeBookGigs.info is it's absolutely no cost to I sign up. That. So what are you waiting for? Don't delay. WeBookGigs.info right now. Right now. Oh, yeah. The oh, wait is finally yeah. over. The new release from Rifleman, Smoke in the City, Smoke available the now. City. Album features Blow Fly, Mayhem, Kenfo Jack, and the Grit Boys many, many other. Also featuring production from super producer, none other than Big Chris. Available now at all of your favorite online retailers, iTunes, Amazon, Napster, Rhapsody, 7 Digital, E-Music, and every other major online retailer that you can think of. Don't wait. Go pick up Smoke in the City now. It's blazing. It's blazing. And we are back at the live at the RF Sports Radio Show. Again, it is Tuesday, uh, February 15th, the day after Valentine's Day. If you guys are listening to us online, make sure you give us a call, 323-927-2906, or jump in our chat room, go to blogtalkradio.com slash RF Sports, jump into the chat room, talk with some other listeners there as well. We talked a lot about the top stories going on in the sports world, from NFL labor agreements to Pujols to uh, the uh, franchise tags for Michael Vick and, and Peyton Manning. I want to talk to you guys real quick about, about basketball as a whole, the game of basketball, and I'm talking about not just NBA but college as well too. I was reading the uh, USA Today and Dick Vitale wrote a great article about the one-and-done uh, theory in uh, college basketball and, the way, and what it's done to college basketball as a whole to this point. I mean, if you think about it, you know, a lot of guys that we, you know, like right now, the faces of the NBA, the the young guys, the, the Derrick Rose, the Steph, Stephen Currys, the Tyreek Evans, Blake right. Griffins, you know, even uh, even DeMarcus Cousins, you know, all these guys that are kind of facing the NBA right now, John Wall, 
Right. These all guys were like one and done guys. They were in there one year and they were gone. Right. We talked about the right. benefit of the one and done theory is really not the player, more so the NBA. I mean, they're getting these guys that have got all the hype as freshmen in college. They're getting they're getting these guys to come in and be superstars right away. Uh, you look at a guy like Derrick Rose or John Wall, for instance, what he's done with the Wizards franchise, even without Gilbert Arenas being there. So I want to ask you guys real quick your initial thoughts on how you feel about the one-and-done rule, because that's the only sport in college athletics where a guy can play one year and go pro. I mean, even a guy that goes to the uh, baseball has got to play minor leagues first. Football has got a rule where you got to spend three years uh, after high school out of the league before you go in. So they've got a rule in place, but college basketball does not have one. So, Rick, let me ask you first. I know you follow basketball to a T. What do you think about the one-and-done rule and what it's done to college uh, basketball? Well, I mean, I think, you know, me personally, you know, any rule that will, you know, make a kid, you know, go ahead and get out there and try to get some type of education, you know, I'm not just too upset with you know, and if if but at the same time, I feel like if a player is good enough to play, if he's good enough to do something, you shouldn't hold him back. You know, from doing that, you really shouldn't. You know, so the one and done rule, I'm not really opposed to that particular rule because it's one where you can actually, you know, get a chance to go to school, but it's only for one year. You know, and then get out there and play. I do think it's had an effect on you know college basketball because ain't nobody going to college, ain't nobody um, going to the games and stuff hardly anymore, you know, except the 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 uh, the, the kids at school, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's college basketball is just not hyped up the way that it used to be. Of course, until you get to the tournament, which I think is one of the most fascinating events ever, you know. Once you get into the tournament, so. You know, one and done, I can't lie, man. I'm not just, you know, opposed to it. It gives the kid an opportunity to go ahead and get a job at an early age, but it also requires for him to go to school for a year. I'm not mad at it. And, Royce, let me ask you, because I think you got a, probably a different perspective, because you can remember watching Five Slam Majama, uh, all the rivalries oh. in college from uh, Magic Johnson versus Larry Bird, even in college, to Michael Jordan, what he did in North Carolina, James Worthy. I mean, think about it now. We don't have that type of thing right now. For these teams that win championship titles in the Final Four, their players are gone next year, unless they go to Duke, of course. Well, yeah, well, you're absolutely right, Rodney. Right? You can also say the Five Five in Michigan. You know, they yeah, stayed true. together a while. They left for a while. You know, uh, that's, that, that, that was a very good question. I'm, I'm kind of like Rick. I'm on the fence. Some kids are ready to go at that age. Some of them are not. I, you know, I'm not opposed to it if they teach them some kind of, uh, you know, skills when they get to the NBA. You know, but at the same time, it kills college basketball. It it, it derives the kids of an education, and and really, they would take them at 16 if they didn't have a law. And that, you know, you got to have some kind of rule in place. You know yeah. what I mean? I, I would like to see him stay at least two years. You know, like I say, it depends on the on the kid individual. You know, look at LeBron James. His transition was easy. Then you had a guy like Jerry Levias that came out. Remember, he got with the cocaine. So it kind of depends on, you know, the, the individual. A lot of temptations out there, man. 16 being a millionaire, you know, 18 being a millionaire. You know, that, that you're really not grown up enough. You know, you know that and I know that and everybody knows that, you know. 
Well, but if it, they have some kind of education, it, a mentor, yeah. mentor program yeah. for the kids, I, I, I can see it, you know. And I think if they had something like that in place, because if you guys remember, right. before they put in the one-and-done rule, we had guys coming straight out of high school uh, to the pros, Kobe Bryant, uh, Kevin Garnett, right. Um, yeah. Dwight Howard, all yeah. these guys. And they, 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 they made right the now. transition. Right, they made the transition. They came straight out of high school, didn't even play college. So some of these guys had a chance to play at least one uh, year of right. college ball. But let's think about the effects of them playing only one year. And, Rick, I want to right. bring this to you real quick because you had a great point. I'm with you. I think no one should be denied making any kind of money, especially millions of dollars. I don't care how old they are. If they right. got skills, they got skills. That's That's just the way it is. But let me ask you this. Think about the repercussions from these guys going one and done. I mean, think about, you know, what if, think about the guys that right now that will be in college if they had a three-year rule right now. Steve, Stephen Curry, Derrick Rose, Marcus right. Cousins. Um, I mean, the list goes on and on. You know, all these, Blake Griffin, all these guys are still in the college, college basketball right now. Think about what they would do for the schools, for the the fans' attention to college basketball. And then think about the guys that stay there three years, four years, get a degree. I mean, you don't hear about them in the draft at all. You can count the number of singers coming out every year on, on two hands. Yeah, I mean, you can. And just like you say, so so goes the popularity of college basketball. You know, if they allowed it, if they would allow them to do that. I mean, I enjoyed the times, you know, watching those North Carolina teams and even North Carolina State even, right. you know, watching, you know, Oklahoma yeah. play. You know, Duke, you know what I mean? I used to it really enjoy those games, you know. But, like I said, it's a, it's a business, and you shouldn't, you know, really deny someone the opportunity, you know, to go out and do something better for themselves. The only problem is sure. some of these guys don't make it. Yeah, Some of them don't make it, you know what I mean? And, and, and they man, don't really know what to do. But, you know, as a man, you know, you're, you're learning to be that man, you know, and you make that decision, you know, with the help of others, of course, but you make that decision, you kind of got to live with it. It's the price you pay. Plus, plus you're cheating the college because, you know, they, they gave you a scholarship, you know, a full four-year scholarship, and you're denying yourself a free education, you know. Absolutely, I would, you know, I, so, I wouldn't really right. trip on but, that too much because the 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 colleges no. use them up too. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. Oh that's yeah, true. And think about this true. too. I mean, that's, that's true. These guys, it's not like these guys are going. These guys are, are really going to one semester of school. They go to the first semester, and they don't even right, go to the second semester. Right. Yeah, they just practice. These guys are going to one semester so, of school because they they just try to get to the NBA. Now, now the other right. effect of this is you got a lot of players that are not. Uh, academically eligible to go to these big schools, right. these big E schools or, or whatever, you know, right. but they're going overseas and playing one year and coming to the NBA. I mean, you got guys doing that, but, like, I mean, it goes to your point, though, Rick. If you, if you can do it and get paid, why not do it, right? Okay, I mean, no, I'm more reason to pay them in college. They don't, they don't make you, you know, take any type of special right. chance to go to college if you want right. to be a, a actor or a singer or something. You know, you can come right. out and do that at eight years old if you want to. That's you know true. what I mean? If but you got same, if you got a way to provide for your family, go ahead. Uh, well, I agree with that, but at the same time, you know, uh, uh, if they pay the guys in college, would a lot of them stay longer? That's the more of argument course. we have yeah. for paying. Right. So if they pay them a salary, 
you know, and they, like I said, the school is making money out of them. You think guys will stay four years? Yeah. yeah I, I don't, don't, I don't know if they necessarily I, stay four, you know, but I know they would probably they stay longer long than it. It depends right. on how much, you know, they paying them. Because some of these guys, you know, right. they on the borderline. They might can make it in the NBA, right. maybe right. not. Right. You know, right. they'll go ahead and stay for that extra, that 60000 for their junior year or right. whatever. Right, right, that's really right. So you do come out with something. Even if you didn't get education, you would have some money <laughs> to live on. You know, so, yeah. like I said, school is making millions. I say, you know, that, that's a good argument to take kids, and they would stay in school. You know, that yeah. they even have a program like that with the, with the uh, government. You know, they're paying kids to go to school, so why not? You know, I'm telling you. Yeah, That's right. yeah. And uh, speaking of uh, some quick NBA news, our buddy A.K. Jackson from NBA Fame News just hit us on the uh, chat room, says breaking news, Brandon Roy is consulting a surgeon since Brandon Roy may only have one to two seasons left in his NBA career. Wow. Uh, so we hate to wow. hear about that. The guy's a great player, a great player for the Trailblazers as well, too. So thank A.K. Right. for that. Now, I want to get to a couple of other comments from David Stern. He did an interview today uh, with Bill Simmons. He does one every year with Bill Simmons, talks about everything in the NBA, and he talked about the lockout that's looming for them as well. Now, from what I understand, I'm not real versed on the situation, but from what I understand, they're in a worse situation in the NFL at this point. I mean, it's almost inevitable that they're going to have some kind of lockout uh, brewing. So one of the first questions that Bill asked, David, it's how he feels about players, because there have been two high-profile players that said if they do have a lockout, they will play overseas during the work stoppage, and and they can do that. Mm-hmm. A player is free to play right. wherever he wants to play during a lockout, as long as it's not a strike, and if it's a lockout, they've been locked out by owners, they can play wherever they want to play. Two players have already said that they're going to do that is Kobe Bryant and Dirk Nowinski. Both of them said that they will go play overseas if there is a lockout that lasts a full season. So his comments with that were he feels like, you know, players can do whatever they want to during the lockout. I don't want to play that game with anybody. If we have a collective bargaining agreement with the union and there's a lockout, then they're free to go play wherever they want to play. Let me get you guys' comments on that. What do you guys think about that? you think these guys are really going to go over there and risk injury, risk everything else to go play overseas? Do they love basketball that much? Some of them are. I can guarantee some of them are going to go play because they more or less looking at the money, if anything else. Some of them going to go yeah. play. Now, yeah, yeah. you know, as far as Dirk and Kobe, you know, they probably really just kind of pulling rank. I believe I believe that both of them will, you know, go back and play if it came down to it. <clears throat> but I think they're just trying to make a power move right now. And, and, and he, David's not biting on it, I don't think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, could you imagine that Kobe Bryant and Dirk, Dirk going back and playing the European League, Kobe playing in the Italian League? I mean, could you imagine some of these players going overseas to play during a, a lockout? I mean, that would be unheard yeah. of. They well, you terrible. know, it would it, be a disadvantage to the owners because, you know, you can get hurt playing, you know, in the offseason. We know how that works. But at the same time, you know, it, tell me, Rick and Rodney, had the economy finally caught up, <laughs> with major league sports because we've seen mm-hmm. governments fall, we've seen banks fall, we've seen yeah. everything fall. So finally you telling me the economy has finally caught up with major league sports. Is that what wow. it is? Is that what we're seeing? 
you know, make everything good, shake hands, make up, and go global. All those cities you name could be expansion teams. You know, I, I they they are not. That's the big picture. You know, do you want to grow the sport, or do y'all want to go through a lockout, make everything look bad, discourage new money from coming in? I mean, I, I don't understand it, Rodney. To me, it's just ridiculous. You know, leave leave uh, leave the Hornets there. But uh, both of these franchises are uh, talking about expansion, you know, and, yeah. and now I see it going the opposite direction. Yeah. And they true. want to go global, right? <laughs> and uh, football wants to go global, you know, you, and Donald Trump's trying to get into baseball now. So, you know, yeah, exactly. you got to get the money from somewhere, right? you got to get it from somewhere. So what better way to discourage any kind of expansion is to have a lockout, you know, uh, or anything like that? I don't understand it. I just don't. But, but you know, when you mention these expansion plans, before before we move on to the next topic, you mentioned these expansion plans, Royce, and let me ask you guys this. What does it do that now these players have so much control in the NBA, particularly where they can just align with any player they want to? Two players can decide to go to one team. Three players can decide to go to another big franchise team. But what does that do for the plans for expansion and for these smaller market teams because the NBA does not have any type of revenue sharing whatsoever. Your team makes what I your know. team makes. But what does it do right. to these smaller franchise teams that they can't pull up a big three or a big two like some of these other teams are, are, are lining to do? Because the players have all the control at this point. I mean, Rick, what do you think about that? And at some point, the NBA will figure out a way to, to cap situations right. like that. You know, they'll, right. they'll figure that out. It, it's not going to take them long. It might be, you know, a good five, you know, to six, seven years from now, you know, they'll put it, put a plan together. But at some point, they'll be able to figure that out. Not really too worried about that that situation. But, you know, it go. It, it, you talk about markets. I mean, I do think Kansas would be a, a small market, but everybody's always heard about basketball in Kansas. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, big, yeah. I, would, I would really think, you know, Somewhere in that that area, you know, that it it needs to be some basketball, even though it's you know right across the bridge or whatever. Yeah, huh. true. That's true. Well, let's take a quick break, guys. When we come back. We'll hear from Roddy B. I'll play the interview I did with him about him coming back to the Mavs. He's supposed to make his debut tomorrow. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about the Mavs chances, and we'll review what Pager was able to do against the Houston Rockets, hitting twenty-two points. We'll talk about that as well. You listen to the RF Sports Radio Show, where it's sports talk from a fan's perspective. This is RF with the RF Sports Radio Show. I'm here live with my good friend, CEO and creator of LawApps.com, Jared Rice. Why don't you let everyone know exactly what LawApps.com is? It's a mobilized version of an attorney's regular website so that people can access the site on mobile phones like smartphones, whether it be HTC, iPhone, Android, BlackBerry, or Palm, or any Windows-based system. So why does an attorney need LawApps.com? Well, if you have a regular website and people are pulling it up on their mobile phone, obviously they can't see it. So if you don't have a mobilized version of your site, you're missing out on millions of customers. And, you know, for business, that's not a good thing, especially in 2011. So what's the best way for people to get in contact with LawApps.com? Go to our website at lawapps.com, and apps is spelled with a Z on the end, not an S, or they can give us a call at our toll-free number, 1-888-974-6784. That's 1-888-974-6784. And it's lawapps.com, L-A-W-A-P-P-Z 
com. Get your law firm out of the dark ages. This is RF with the RF Sports Radio Show. Do you have a business, a product, a service, or a website, and you need more customers? Advertise with the fastest-growing Internet sports radio show and market your business to sports fans worldwide. Don't miss a unique opportunity to capitalize on the biggest marketing genre in the world. Email me at rfsportsradio at gmail.com. That's rfsportsradio at gmail.com. We have options for every budget, and don't let business pass you by. Man, smoke in the city available the now. City. Album features Flow Fly, Mayhem, Kenfo Jack, and the Grit Boys, with many, many other. Also, featuring production from super producer, none other than Big Chris. Available now at all of your favorite online retailers iTunes, Amazon, Napster, Rhapsody, Seven Digital, E Music, and every other major online retailer that you can think of. Don't wait, go pick up Smoke in the City now. It's blazing. Our sports radio, we're here with Roddy B. Everybody wants to know, man, any timetable when you're coming back or and when can you expect to hit the floor? I don't really know yet, hopefully, in a couple of weeks. So, yeah, hopefully, in, at the end of the month or. Next month we'll see. Um, I don't really know it's gonna be like a week by week situation, so we'll see. So now when you do come back, we see on the floor. Are you expecting to come in to be the two guard? You looking at starting, or you looking at coming off the bench? Or do you even know? Uh, right now I don't know. I'm just trying to get back, get back from my injury. So that's what's in my head right now. I don't think about where they're gonna use me, how they're gonna use me. I just need to come back and then we'll see. Did the rehab process take a lot longer than you thought, or were you just trying to be careful and, and get it back, you know, up to speed the right way? Oh yeah, we just we want to take our time and don't don't wash anything. So that's why it's been kind of long, and I just yeah, when I'm gonna be 100 percent for sure, I come back. But right now it's not the case, so I still need to wait. So well, I mean, what are your thoughts? You know, you said you're you're not able to get out there and help the team right now. So what are you thinking when you're sitting there like, I just need to get back on the court? Or are you thinking, you know, what's going through your head when you, when you see everybody going down, hurt, run out? You know, so what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, for sure. I'm a basketball player, so I always want to play, but I just can't. So it's, it's kind of frustrating, but the situation is like that. I can't do anything, so I just have to wait. Yeah. Well, we're anxious to see you out there, man, so get well soon. and. Be ready for you have a, a big end of the season, man. Thank you very much. And that was uh, Dallas Mavericks Roddy B, who is set to make his return uh, tomorrow night when they take on the Sacramento Kings. We bring my host back on, Royce and Rick, get you guys' opinion. First of all, we've been talking about it all season, and apparently we're finally going to see the debut of Roddy B. But, Royce, you say you wait till the game happens, right? Listen, I, listen I've been hearing this for two months. When I see Roddy B at the scores table and he hit the buzzer and he goes in, I'll believe it. Uh, but to the end, I don't. They've been talking about Roddy B coming back for two months. When I see him at well, the scores ask- table in uniform, I believe it. Well, let me ask you this, Royce. I mean, and Rick, you as well. Now, when they when they do hit the when he does hit that scores table 
and they do buzz him in. What, what kind of reaction do you think he's going to get tomorrow night? Oh, he's going to get a standing over. They're going to be overwhelmed, especially when it is first basket. I mean, I think yeah. the crowd's going to go nuts. We've been waiting on this for a while right now. Now, Rick, we have been waiting for a while, but think about the long-awaited debut for him this season. He's had such a great season last year, especially towards the end. I mean, we've been waiting on him to be that factor to kind of put the Mavs over the hump. I mean, what are we going to see tomorrow night if he does play? Well, I mean, honestly, I think if he gets out there and play tomorrow, it's going to be a pretty rough game for him. I don't think he's just going to come in and, and tear it up, you know. He's going to have to, you know, slowly get himself up to speed, up to NBA speed, game speed, and get back into that rhythm with, with all of the players. You know, he's only been practicing a week or so, you know. So he's, yeah. it's, it's going to take him some time. I don't expect him to now. If he gets out there and do it, you know, it'll be a beautiful thing. And, you know, the fans will be off the hype, you know, and I can't lie myself. I'm excited about it. You know, I say right, yeah. he coming back. I'm like, you know, let's see, let's see what Roddy's going to do when he gets out here. I'm, you know. I'm ready to see it because, you know, little dude did put up some 30s and, uh, and a 40 or two yeah. last year. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and, and Rick, Let me see something. Yeah, right, exactly. And Rick Carlisle said today that Roddy could get significant amount of minutes tomorrow because J.J. Brea is going to be unavailable. He's gonna be, J.J. Brea is out tomorrow. He's got flu-like symptoms right. and a slight groin injury, so he's going to sit tomorrow. So he could play a lot. I mean, so we really could see Roddy, you know, and what he's doing, he did say after practice late today, he's shooting free throws and shooting shots, trying to get his jumper back. So he's out there practicing as hard as he can, trying to get ready for his debut. But, I mean, we've all waited for this as Mavs fans. The city itself has been waiting on this. I mean, is this going to be that thing that puts them over the hump? They're playing great ball right now. They won nine of their last ten. Oh, yeah. I mean, could, yeah. could this be the guy that puts them over the hump, though, Royce? Could he be the, the well, X factor that we want him to be? Well, I, you know, we all hope so. I, if he could just contribute, that's all they need is a contribution for him. And, you know, it also depends on how Carlisle does the rotation. You know, uh, if, if he can fit him in and get him minutes, because we saw him bench him in the San Antonio game last year. He didn't play him. And uh, it depends on how he does in the rotation. And if he just contributes to this team, you know, I think they'll be all right. Because they are, they are beating the, the the elite teams, and they are playing pretty good. They are. Yeah, and I agree totally. And Rick, they to are. your point, he did go on to say today that he said, I would just caution everybody to just temper this and some with some realistic expectations. It's going right. to be hard coming off of six months without playing to come in and make oh, a big factor. Oh, yeah. So you, you're right about that. I mean, if we, we may get a little too over excited, but it's hard not to. But let me ask you this, though, Rick. Now that Roddy's in but J.J. is out, J.J.'s been that guy for me, the sixth man for the Mavs this year, the guy that comes oh, in, yeah. takes it to the hole, playing relentless. What about him being out? How much of a factor is that going to be? Well, I, honestly, I think it's going to cost him a little bit. J.J.'s been able to get out there and, and, and penetrate and get to the basket and make things happen offensively. You know, he's still a liability on defense for sure, but, you know, he's been out there making things happen. You know, if, if Roddy could come in and supplement that, that's something I can expect from Roddy at some point. You know, he and J.J. Barrera are very similar players. He's just a lot taller. He's got he's got more right. of the green light. He can shoot the ball a little more, you know, and he's right. got better defense. So, But as far as they style of play, I mean, they are very similar. If J.J. can get up yeah. there and dunk on somebody, he would just like Roddy do. 
<laughs> JJ is my pick right. for six man of the year. I'm doing a campaign yeah. for JJ Brown, ah. six man of the year. <laughs> nah, that's six I'm man. Nah, I, I, I think that's still going to end serious. up being, you know, Jay. You got to take this guy has been this guy has been fantastic off the bench. You got to give it to him. He has been the spark yeah. for the for the for yeah. the Mavericks this year. He really has. Yeah. So no, I'm gonna start a campaign for him for six man of the year. <laughs> <laughs> now, now that brings up another question. Now who's now 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 that Roddy's in the rotation, Rick? I mean, uh, you think he's ever gonna be the starter at the two? I mean, I know we got Kid. I know we're gonna have uh, Deshaun Stevenson out there right now. He's the you know starter most of the games. We think Roddy's ever gonna step up into that role? Yeah. You know, be a starter. Well, I mean, without question. You know, I mean, I know. Yeah. You know, you know how Carlisle do it. You know, it depends on who who they're going to be playing against. You know, Roddy will get plenty of opportunities to start out there at the at the two guard spot. I don't think anybody's just going to take that spot over unless they bring somebody in or just draft a hell of a player. I don't think anybody's just going to come and cement that. You know, now that Karan Butler is out, I don't. I just don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But so, so, so we'll now see. that this is. So since he's coming off the bench, Royce, you bring up a good point. Who's the most important Maverick coming off the bench? Is it Terry? Is it Roddy? Is it, is it JJ? Who's the most important Mav? Is it Sean Marion? Who's the most important Mav coming off the bench? Well, Jason Terry is being Jason Terry. He, he's been like this for the Mav ever since he came to his organization. But the most improved player, and to me, the sixth man off the bench and kept the motor running, has been JJ. He's been JJ. Now I, I guess uh, Terry's been this fourth quarter, but JJ has. I mean, it don't matter what 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 quarter he goes in. He, he's a, he's a relentless man. That's true. Yes, that's true. true. I, I agree. You know, I'm gonna have to. I, I, I think to agree. Yeah, I think Terry goes certain, three quarters without a point. You know, to the fourth quarter, yeah. but he is Mister Clutch fourth quarter. But JJ comes off the bench running, man. The guys are. He, he's a little, he's a little engine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A little fire. And Rick, who's the most important man coming out the bench? In my mind, I mean, it still would have to be, you know, Jason Terry. Jason Terry's the guy that's, you know, got the experience. He logs the minutes. He's definitely got the green light. He can shoot the ball whenever he gets ready to. You know, and the coach is not going to have a problem with that. You know, JJ missed two or three of them. He's probably going back to the bench. You know, but right. Jason Terry, you know, they've seen him do it. He do it in fourth quarter, and he's, you know, it's a it's a big thing if Jason Terry doesn't get out there and score 17 points, you know, and everybody's talking about Jason Terry, oh, you know, he's not up to par. But if J.J. Barrett go and score 17 points, you know, everybody's going to say that he had a good game. You know, it's a lot more expected of Jason Terry out there, you know, and he, he's been performing. He's been doing it. I would have to say Jason yeah. Terry for sure. Yeah, that's his role. Yeah, I, I, think, I, I think honestly I have to go with, in my opinion, I have to go with J.J. Just seeing what he's doing. I think I think this this way he stepped up this year, because it seems like, you know, Terry was that guy in the fourth quarter for a long time. And you remember they were on that stretch where Terry scored all their points in the fourth quarter. You know, getting in the win late, but then they're going through a stretch like right now, where even Carlisle's calling plays for JJ that had a ball at the end of the game. You know, I think that's pretty cool too. I think the fact that he's able to, you know, to have the ball at the end of the game, he trusts him to have to handle the rock, 
especially when a kid is out. I mean, JJ's really been stepping up the this year. Quarter. He's been playing a lot of fourth quarters too. JJ uh, has been on the bench, right? And credit and, and give Carlisle credit too for sticking with him. You know, take advantage of your right. mismatches, right. your opportunities right. out there, and and you know, I can't. Just disagree totally. Like I say, you know, JJ has been out there performing. He's done had a better year than a lot of people have expected out of him. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah, definitely the most improved player. <laughs> I mean, before we and before player. we get off the before we get off the Mavs real quick, let me ask you guys: Roddy making his debut. Uh, first of all, how many points do you expect Roddy to have, and how many minutes do you expect him to play? Royce, I ask you first. Wow. Well, let's just put it like this. Carlisle doesn't get what he wants out of him. He won't get a lot of minutes. <laughs> so that's all on him. I, like I said, I, it, it, if he could get five assists, ten points, I'm happy. Mm. I'm happy with that. That's not bad. That's not bad. And, Rick, not what are you looking all. for him to do? Points on the, what are you looking for him to do on the stat sheet as far as uh, minutes as well, too? Well, I mean, minutes, I, I wouldn't expect him to get any more than, like, 14 minutes, really, you know, the right. whole game. If he if he got out and played any more than that, you know, it would be a surprise to me. But, you know, I just expect him to go out and, you know, um, have about four to five points, you know, and maybe an assist. You know, I don't really expect right. him to do, you know, a whole lot. This is, you know, running for him, kind of getting back yeah. in shape. If he have more than five yeah. points and two assists, you know, I think Roddy had a good game. Now, that does depend on the minutes, right. though. Yeah. Because if yeah. he get out there now, and I'm, get to play in 36 minutes, you know what I'm saying, you know, Roddy <laughs> now, got, to, thing, got to put up that's the thing, man. If he goes out there and plays 36, million, 36 minutes, I'm going to question why he didn't come back a lot earlier. If he go out there and play 36 <laughs> no, minutes, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call foul on that one. They should've, he should have been out there a long time ago. If you come out there, your well, first game to play 36 minutes, they're in trouble. They're in trouble. Right. And real quick, guys, what do you guys think about Page and his 22 points against Houston, Rick? I mean, he's he's, he's going to be that good addition that we thought he was going to be. Hey, for, that's that's what they got him for. You know, and they, and he doesn't have to go out and just have, you know, um, uh, you know, four or five games in a row like that. You know, only every every two to three games, go and give him some stuff like that. Man, Patriots gonna be nice for him. Yeah, he's gonna be. Yeah, nice. Yeah, he took my advice. He practiced and he shaved his back. <laughs> well, that's our that's our show that's our show for tonight, guys. On on next show this Thursday, make sure you tune in at 10 p.m. again. We're gonna do a full preview of the NBA All Star Weekend. From the dunk contest to the games, rookie versus sophomores, we'll talk about all of that, and then we'll do our brand new NBA Power Rankings. Uh, we did this once before; we had a yeah. lot of controversy about that. So we'll do our brand new mid-season NBA Power Rankings. I can't wait for that. So you guys start formulating your formula and be ready to defend your rankings too, as well. So we have a great show planned for next Thursday. Uh, thank everyone for tuning in. Make sure you check us out online at rfsportsradio.com. Follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash rfsportsradio or email us at rfsportsradio at gmail.com and stay tuned with us. If you want you want to rank your teams in the NBA, go ahead and send it to us. We'll get it on the show next time. Thank you all for tuning in. We're Sports Talk from a fan's perspective.